Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge battle for a new champion, episode 17. My name is Ellen Aguirre. I'm joined by my lovely Vermont team co-host Zoe Tromboli. Hi, everyone. Luke will be rejoining us next week, but it's just us two for the time being. Episode 17, I'll be out front and say it. Wasn't as good as the past few weeks, but was still a pretty good episode of the challenge. It moves us forward and also... We have a final right around the corner. Well, that's what happens when you lose two main characters, you know? Like, when you have these people that can carry an episode with their personality and their storyline, and then all of a sudden you're relying on just one to two people for that, it it's different. When we're forced to listen to a Manuel and Colleen speak more than we'd like, it's not as fun. Not Not one bit. Not one bit. Uh, let's just jump right into the episode. Coming back from elimination last week, I mean, Maurice takes down Horacio and Kylan. She comes back to the house. She tells everyone, it's like, no, I'm the only one coming. I took down both of them. And, I mean, the house is happy, which, like, I completely get it because Horacio and Kylan are fantastic competitors. Like, of course you're going to be jumping for joy. This is, why wouldn't you be happy? Yeah, they're hyped. Nerese, on the other hand, is not. I also, we neglected to mention her walking back in with the music last week to how villains are made. And if that was not foreshadowing for the Nerese we got in this episode where she's our hero, but to the rest of them, she's become the villain because she's just not willing to play nice with everyone anymore. Yeah, and they all come and they give her hugs. They're like, oh, we knew you could do it. Oh, like, no, you, no, you didn't. No, you didn't think she could do it. You had no idea who she was, but also this should be like a moment where you open your eyes and go, oh my God, Narice is a bigger threat than I realized. And Narice looks at them all like, I'm a bigger threat than any of you realize. I can take down any of you now if I took down the two of them. Yeah. It's like what Kylan said in the interview yesterday, like that moment she needed to be able to believe in herself, like the people that already believed in her knew, like she needed that moment. And if they should be scared of her, that's a huge feat. Uh, I love that she didn't tell them anything about the elimination. She's like, I'm the only one that's been there not telling you guys shit. It's keeping them on their toes, giving her all the power. I mean, every move from Nerys, I'm just fully behind at this point in the game. Like, There's nothing she could do wrong in my eyes at this point. And and she is crushing it as well. Uh, We also see Olivia uh, realize that Horacio and Kylan are gone, which... Nuri's coming back is the worst outcome for her because I think with just, just the way the house goes and the way Olivia is, she could talk to Horacio and Kylan after the betrayal and kind of get them to be her friend again, still in the house. Whereas Nuri's, she's always, she's never going to forget that moment. And she has to actually directly confront where her friendship is, which is scary for her. And, you could just see the immediate regret in Olivia's soul, face, everything about her. Yeah, her affect completely changed. And I think, I mean, Kyla and Horacio were still going to be up against it if they come back. And Olivia's not a threat to them in the final. And she's still not. I know she just stabbed them directly in the back. But I would still be picking her to come sit next to me on the couch if I went a daily before all those other people. Yeah. 
she it's crazy too because we talk about how bad of a decision that was last week how it could have completely changed her entire challenge existence and it's not even her on social media now it's her 20 minutes later like a day later and she's just like oh my god what did i do like my life is kind of over now in this show it's just like she she fucked up and she knows it and at this point on social media it feels almost like she felt that so much that she's now pivoted and is now just trying to ignore it but man in the moment you could tell just total regret and just scrambling and desperate yeah she is trying to apologize to Norris, and I think she's unsettled by how calm Norris is, because Norris is just like, yeah, you betrayed me, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, and the, it's just funny, too, because we talk about the people who are left in the house, and, like, Norris, I mean, like, Norris right now wants Olivia to be, like, fall in a hole, like a deep hole, like a well, and get buried there right now. Like, that's how she's feeling, and even then... You'll see Norris hanging out with Olivia in the house in the rest of this episode, in part because that's how lame everyone else is, and because she Norris is a gamer, and because she knows that Olivia is desperate to have the friendship back, that she can still use her as a number for the time being. To which we then saw Norris very quickly like, all right, tears over. How about we have an all-female final, everyone? How about that idea? And I thought, great idea. Norris is just a badass. Like, like she's staying on point the whole time. Brilliant idea. Smart idea. Right idea. I said this to you, Alan. I grew up on Kim Spradlin's Survivor season, where, like, when you grow up watching Survivor and you watch these women make the mistakes season after season after season of bringing all these guys along that can beat them just because, like, they don't trust each other or whatever. And I have waited to see that kind of unity and force from our challenge women and so the fact that Norris is bringing this to the table like we can do this one of us wins and it's an all guys in that elimination if we get lucky and one of them gets purged even better but like we have a chance to get rid of at least two guys this week and it's a brilliant move and all the girls should be on board because you want, I, I can't stand Jay, but I do think he's a huge final threat. And with that around in the corner, Emmanuel is a huge final threat, not sold on the other two, but like, <laughs> get, get those guys out, get as many of them out as you can. We don't know what this final is going to be, even that playing field. It's yeah. a brilliant move for Nerys because I think she's by, by far the strongest woman left. And you can even see the wheels spinning in Michelle's head where she's like, the survivor brain emerged in her too, where she's like, oh, this is when you cut off your, your, your number one at final four because they're going to beat you at the final tribal. Where Michelle, who's been riding with Jay and riding with you know all these people the entire game, she's like, okay, there might actually be a path for me to win this season. And I mean, like, because I think I think it's clear we, we believe that Norris is a much stronger competitor than Michelle. But hey, if there's a swimming portion early on and there's a purge, Norris could get taken out right then and there, which, dear God, I hope that doesn't happen. But if in a world like that where, I mean, like that's possible, Michelle could win a season like that. Like if if it's set up in the right way and then the, the luck comes in the right spots. I mean, Kyle was telling us yesterday, like luck matters so much in this show. 
Yeah, absolutely. They have no idea what's in store for them. And a few puzzles, Michelle could build build out a huge lead in a final. Like it's it is the right move. And any of the women that are not immediately on board are completely delusional about their abilities or just bad at this game or both. Yeah. And the lucky thing with uh, Mariah is that even in her scenario, it's like, oh, well, you're keeping James. Well, he can't run. So he's like, you're, you're, at least you're the one guy we are going to bring in this scenario. Fine. He can be there. He'll he'll be eight miles behind from having a heart attack. But, yeah, he can come along with us. Yeah, and I think you can, like, sell it to James, too, because he's overly confident. And it's like, hey, do you want to run this final against a bunch of girls or those guys over there? Okay, you don't pick Colleen when it's your turn. <laughs> now let's get into the Daily Challenge, which was uh, all the players had to hold on to a rope as they ran or walked across a moving log. Uh, the first five players to fall got put into a loser's heat. The first five to stay on, or the five to stay on, get to go in a winner's heat. Those five winners then compete for safety and the power to decide the voting line. And then the next five losers go in that loser's heat, and whoever comes in last place gets automatically knocked out of the game. What do you think of the Daily Challenge? Um, I like the premise of it. Again, I like overly simple Daily Challenges. I think... I liked that there was a loser's heat, so it wasn't just like, hey, you could have bad luck. Someone could bump into you and fall off. You get two chances to be bad at this, and if you suck again, you lose, you're out. Um, It also gives people a chance to try it out before that loser's round, so it's not just a fluke. Um, I like it. I think it's great. It reminded me of, like, going back to almost, um, like, fresh meat sort of challenges, just very simple, straightforward Again, I was on the edge of my seat watching it the whole time because you're trying to figure out who those five and five are going to be. It was simple. It was physical. It took some balance, some skill, and it's just high pressure of, like, if you fall and F up, your your game's over right here and now. Uh, it comes down. So in the loser seat were Olivia, who fell immediately in the first round, Michelle, who fell pretty quickly, Colleen fell, uh, Mariah fell, and Emmanuel was the surprise person who fell. I will say on, on that first round heat, I think uh, Narice almost tumbled and then kind of hit Mariah, and then Mariah came down, which I thought that was just hilarious. And I, I was wondering if that would actually become a, a strategy in the challenge where someone could maybe go after someone to knock them down with them. I was really hoping we were going to see that in the losers round. Yeah, Emmanuel was the big surprise, like, last place finisher because he's a dancer. He's supposed to be agile. He's supposed to be good on his feet. And there's no reason for him to be, like, holding back in this moment. Yeah, that, I think him beating, or him being beaten by Corey, Nurice, and James was surprising to me. I figured Berna was going to be very good at this, and they, I think Jay is just a tiny little dude who can run like a hamster on a wheel. Um, he's like a rat, you know, so, like, it makes sense. But those three, I think, impressed me thoroughly. I was really impressed with James. I was impressed with Narice. I, I knew she had a dinner, but it's it's a, it's a hard competition. You never know what's going to happen. 
And I was impressed with Corey, honestly, because I didn't think he was athletic enough to stay up there. Yeah, I I was actually very impressed by Nerese because upper body strength is not like her thing. Um, and that, that was a big part of this challenge. But again, it, I think it's just she's a different competitor today than she was this week than she was two weeks ago now. She's just a different person now. She's locked in. She has a lot of hate in her heart, competitive hate, and she's just locked in. Uh, Corey, at one point, wasn't even, like, on the log. He was just holding himself up. But for such a big guy, just holding himself on that rope for as long as he did, I thought was actually very uh, physically impressive. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think sometimes we see stuff like this. Like, Amanda Garcia is really good at challenges, I think, like this, where you have to have upper body strength because she's so tiny. Like, the weight that you're holding up is just non-existent. So for a guy like Corey to be able to hold himself up for that long, that's huge. That's actually impressive. Unfortunately, uh, none of those people win. Uh, Berna, it's a, it's a stroll in the park for her. She crushes this daily challenge. And it's really frustrating because Berna has just been a bad competitor the whole season. Like, not just socially and politically, but mentally, Berna can't solve a puzzle. She just hasn't been a great athlete in most of these challenges. She's just been an underwhelming competitor on all fronts. And then she comes out and wins the most important challenge. And, I mean, credit to her. She killed it. She crushed it. But before this moment, I was going to write a blog like top 10 most undeserving challenge finalists. And she was going to be like top five, top three at the very least. Uh, but she gets the win and fucks everything up in a way. Oh, it completely fucks everything up. Because while she gets the win in the loser's bracket... <laughs> What? Oof. Not a good strategy from the person who has arguably played the best season so far. Yes, and uh, Michelle is not a lot of people's favorites. Um, we like her, though. And out of anyone, it's like, oh, they're coasting through this game with just their friends. Michelle has a lot of friends, but she is maneuvering these relationships. She's managing all these egos, managing all these personalities, babysitting Berna, babysitting uh, Jay, lulling these people into false senses of security. Like, Michelle is playing an amazing game, and she's not like Jay going on these little toddler tyrant, like tirades. Michelle has kept it all together. She's played phenomenal. This Daily Challenge, though, it went bad, and it went even worse, like within seconds that she couldn't even get her like legs on the on the log at one point i think she was counting on people being like tired because she was hoping someone was just going to slip and mess up because she immediately goes to we're just relying on her upper upper body strength which she admits she doesn't have so it's like this is this is a good strategy for maybe someone who could hold themselves up for a ridiculous amount of time but you're really banking on somebody falling apart right now and you're not strong enough physically to do that it did look early on in the loser's heat like uh mariah was gonna fall off and then mariah was able to get herself back going on the log like with pretty decent footing and i think uh in that moment i i, I tried to slow down that like the shot and it looked like mariah or and olivia were like pretty close to falling and then michelle decided okay i'm just gonna rely on upper body and then she just ended up hanging up there for another few minutes until eventually the game was over for her. 
Brian and Olivia were doing some crazy looking running on that log, trying to stay on it. Like kudos to them for just deciding not to fall basically, because the way their bodies were moving, there's no, that doesn't make any sense why they stayed up there. But yeah, um, the combination of Berna winning and then Michelle going home is a tragedy for all of us because this would have based this um, um, this is michelle's win if she stays because she is has that much control over berna the world is really cool sometimes man like it really, it, it, it just it's sick and twisted because michelle like berna is only in this game because of michelle and now michelle has to leave the game and watch berna go to the final and just wreak havoc um michelle played a masterful game too again i know people don't like her they're sick of her they they associate with her with jay i think she while her and jay played a lot of this game together it was very different and i do think it's a bummer to lose michelle this way after the game that she's played yeah and like i just hate people saying that she coasted when it's like no she didn't coast people like emmanuel coasted through this game people like someone who's at right now like ed even though it's a good competitor i would say he coasted more than michelle michelle had a hand in almost every decision in this game and she had set up a final that was potentially winnable for her or at the very least very winnable for jay um who she's been in lockstep with this entire game uh it sucks to see and it's funny, too, because if Jay was the one to fall in this moment, I would be jumping for joy and glee. Um, but Michelle hasn't been like Jay. And if you if you think Michelle and Jay are, have, like, been similar, you're watching at home, like, you're, they're, they're completely tied together, you're not watching the right show. I'm sorry. It's just you aren't. They are playing a game together, but they're not doing it the same way. It's, it's very different. Uh, and that's why I still can stomach Michelle at this point, and I have no patience left for Jay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what happens after this? Yeah, or do you want let's to... get into it. R.I.P. Michelle. You tried your best, kiddo. <laughs> Next up, we come back to the house. Uh, Berna is in the power. Uh, Nerissa and Olivia, they, you know, try their idea of pitching Berna on the all-female final, which is a great idea. Unfortunately, it falls on the ears of Berna and Colleen, which is just the worst ears in human history, other than Helen Keller's. She's. <laughs> they're both immediately so emotional about it. And this is why I was like, oh, God, we need Michelle. We need Michelle here so bad because they. They just make it about who their buddies are and who's been nice to them. And I'm like, have these these people have been like sort of nice to you, but they also like barely tolerate you. Again, no self awareness, can't can't read a room. Um, yeah, it's I can't understand. Colleen won the mole, right? Yeah, or she, yeah, she was the mole, or she, yeah, she was the mole. Yeah, like I don't know, I didn't watch. I don't know how that show works, but like. Theoretically, she should have some idea of how strategy on the show works. And when they pitch this idea of an all-girls final to you, how do you not even take a second to consider that that's a good idea? These two don't have brains. It's just, it's plain and simple. They, they, 
they move by the breeze of a wind and something that really did frustrate me this entire episode is the it's it's berna and the uh, and the other people in the house who said they gave berna a hard time in this house nobody in this house gave berna a hard time berna gave herself a hard time by being berna and they just didn't treat her with kid gloves they gave Berna the same energy that she gives them, if anything, and if not even that. They had a hard time maybe managing their feelings about Berna sometimes lately, but like she's been she's a hard person to be around. If Berna, if you haven't figured that out about yourself yet, you're hard to like and you're hard to be around. Like it's clear the way you talk to people. I know it's an edited show, but that part is real. <laughs> that part you can't hide. Like you're not fun. <sighs> they gave Bernard a hard time. Nobody gave Bernard a hard time. That's like... No, nobody I, wants I, to bully Bernard because that means it would have to involve being in the same room with her. Nobody just... Nobody yeah. wants to be around her. They're just getting, like... They're just grinding their teeth, probably, every time they're in the same room as her. So they should be sending her their dental bills. <laughs> And unfortunately, these two get, they immediately scurry off to Jay to tell him of this idea. And that's when I knew I was like, okay, we're screwed here. Like the fact that they're even not even holding this thing close to their chest, like they're not not keeping it to themselves. They immediately go tell all the guys about the idea. I was like, okay, nope, nothing can come of this now. The worst possible people won. And I will give Colleen props for, like, the way she manipulated Jay in this moment, because she just, like, it, was, it wasn't hard to manipulate Jay, but I do think, like, the way she, the way they worded it all together with the way they got in his brain to where, because, like, Jay in this moment was, like, talking about how he was going to protect Norris. Maybe he was just looking for, like, an excuse to actually betray Norris. But I don't know. I'm mixed, because I'm annoyed by Colleen, but she did get Jay on her side. I don't understand the point of it, though, because she was safe regardless. And so what's her issue with Narice? I don't understand it. Like, if she was just going to come out and say, I'm scared of Narice, she just eliminated Horacio and Kylan, and I think she's a big threat, and I want her to go home, then so be it. I don't really understand why she was so hell-bent on Jay not protecting her, because Colleen has been ready to flip on him for weeks, she just didn't have the nerve to do it because she's lame. Like, they disrespected you to your face week after week after week. You are clearly the lowest person on the totem pole. They've accepted you now because there's been this overblown idea of betrayal. But, like, they they don't respect you. So why are you so concerned with how people have talked about Jay when he's, like, openly said that he doesn't give a fuck about you, basically? He said it to her face, even, in that club scene, like, five or six weeks ago. Um, that's why I don't like her. That's why I think she's ridiculous and why, like, when she's on screen at this point, it's it's not... I used to have feel indifference and, like, optimism of, like, oh, maybe she'll show us something. All that she's shown me is that she is disloyal. She won't own up to anything. And really, she just brings nothing to the table entertainment-wise either. So, like, I'm with Luke from... Yeah. I'm with Luke from like 15 weeks ago. Why is this girl here? Like, why why yeah. is she here? And then to come for a race of all people, like you're gonna get you're gonna get this cruise cackles up because I was like, Mm-mm, no, <laughs> you 
you she can't do that for herself I think that's why I find her so pathetic like you can't actually like speak up for yourself in any moment but you want to convince Jay not to give a, a vote to Norris just one time bye and after this big display after this whole thing we we get a, we get a big display between Jay and Norris where Jay tells Norris like I'm not going to save you even after last week's whole ordeal where Jay was in tears, like all I ever did was try to save you. I've always tried to protect you. I'm looking at you at this point. Uh, Norris blows up, calls calls out Colleen and Berna in the hallway. I loved it. Um, and yeah, Jay, Jay and Norris get into it in the hallway where Jay's like, oh, well, like regardless of all this, even though I'm not saving you, I'm still your friend. And Norris says, no, you're not. You're just You're just straight up not. Well, you're accusing her of being a liar. You're make, you're rewriting this history. You're making this revisionist history of what happened because she never actually did come for you. She never turned on you. She never voted for you. So for you to con- concoct this story that she decided to come shooting for you is it's a, a lie. And everyone everyone has watched it. She never actually did. Was she pissed at you for coming for the two guys that she cared about? Specifically Horacio, I think even more than Kylan? Absolutely. She had every right to be. Mariah was pissed about people going for her three-week slam piece. Like, give me a break. Norris actually has, like, an actual relationship going with this guy. She deserves to be mad. So for him to say that she betrayed him and that she was never working with him this whole season, like... Bullshit. Utter bullshit. He is just the worst. Like, what a little Napoleon. Seriously. I know, like, Kylan just said yesterday he's above making fun of his hairline. I absolutely am not. Karma has come for him in the form of losing an inch every week. I just, ugh. He sucks so bad. And he just, I can see it in his confessionals when he's trying to convince himself that he's doing the right thing. And he just... Nuri's cleared all of them. They all are fake ass, black ass bitches. Like they're the worst. She not a single lie was spoken by Nuri's. He sucks. I just can't say it enough. What did you think of uh, Olivia also defending Nuri's, being like, "What are you like? Oh, Jay, what are you doing? Like she, like you made a big deal about it last week, and she, even she's like, you should save her over Mariah and me, even." I mean, she wasn't wrong. And I like that she said, you know, she doesn't lie. And what a good reputation to have as a person like that. You like, you know that you can call these people over and she will tell you exactly what happened word for word. Like, I think it's a little ridiculous, but she wasn't wrong. (laughs) Someone who does lie and just does think, though. Fucking Emmanuel. Every time he just talks on camera and his confessionals, it's so grating because he pretends like he's playing such an amazing game and that he's such a good competitor and such a good person and a friend. Dude, you've been unremarkable the entire season. You cheat on your girlfriend and you just exist in this game because Ed, Kylan, and Horacio are better competitors than you. And people say that People are overlooking Emmanuel for the final. Nobody's overlooking him. It's just Kylan, Horacio, and Ed are better. Yeah, there was there were bigger fish to fry. And now I think 
he, this is a perfect opportunity to get him out because I don't think he's terrible, but his personality is terrible. I think it was when Norris came back into the house. and Well, like, you could just tell they're all so bothered by her. But, like, anytime Norris speaks her mind, and he just strikes me as the kind of guy who's, like, if she said something, he'd be like, so? Like, he just has, like, no nothing. There's nothing there. And uh, I'm sick of him. He's just a waste of space also. What a riveting podcast we have here. What a, what a, what a, like, just. The thing. It's, it, we, got, we, we have what we work with and we're trying our best. And, hey, thank you, Norris, for being there. And, you know, I'll say this. Even thank you to Jay for, like, the weeks of hate we've built up upon him. But, man, some of these others, like the Colleen's, the Bernas, the Emanuel's, it's it's a rough show. Corey even faded to the background of just, like, being there at this point. Corey hasn't been on the show in 10 weeks. Corey has not fucking been on this show since 2023. Since Michelle, like, handled his PR and told him basically just sit there and be quiet and I'm going to let you stay. Like... Mariah and James just play house. It's it's. There's nobody left. This is the Norris and Jay show, and with like guest appearances by Olivia because she's been an idiot. God, it's it's a sore sight to see. Uh, we got the safety line though, and it's all those names we just mentioned. Uh, it was rough looking at the couch. Uh, the order was something like. Berna, Corey, Colleen, Emmanuel, uh, Jay, and Mariah, which is, uh, he makes the Mariah pick. Uh, you look at those six people and you're like, great. All six of these people, not a single one saw elimination. Uh, which, I'll note, I don't ever want to see the skull format back on a season because the skulls were very boring. They were, it, the skull seasons were worse than this season we're having right here, right now. Um, those made the daily challenges boring and the and the late game boring. That said, I look at these six people and it's just it's frustrating to see their faces, knowing they're the ones going to the final. One hundred percent agree. I think that if there was a wrinkle with the skull thing, where if they were all individual challenges and you could get them by winning a daily or an elimination, yeah. I think that that's something I could get behind because at least there's incentives for people to kick ass. Um, I don't want to see skulls again either. It's not my vibe. I think you do get good storylines from people who are forced to go into elimination over and over and over again, but I don't want to see it. Um, TJ sure as hell would have loved to see it in this moment though, because he can't help Ben to Jay once again. Yeah. Jay makes his play for Mariah and like, like, we talked about how TJ broke the fourth wall last week, like, over the Olivia decision, which is something that made sense, but TJ just openly, like, voiced disgust in Jay of, like, you were crying last week. You were crying like a little, tiny little baby. You were such a little baby, Jay, and now here you are again. You have the opportunity to save her, and you don't. Yeah, Norris calls him out for his lack of integrity and him being full of shit, and he's just going, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. You got it wrong. No, no. And Norris is just reading him for filth. Um, 
he sucks. He's a baby back bitch. And TJ thinks so too. Um, if there's maybe that's why I think Jay's been silent on social media for a lot of reasons, but what the most embarrassing thing might be when you get TJ to really not like you, that sucks. Like that's hard. Who is it? Who is the last person that TJ disliked like this? That wasn't like a quitter. That wasn't like someone who like. That's what I'm saying. Like all I'm thinking of is like the people who quit in the most lame way. So I'm trying to find someone that TJ hated this much. I feel like TJ didn't like Zach some seasons. Uh, But even then. Was this clear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have to watch back some old seasons and see who who he clearly has some disdain for in this way. It's refreshing, honestly. It's it's funny, too, because TJ does like some people that you wouldn't expect him to like. And I'm not even talking about, like, the Anisas, but, like, TJ likes Amanda. TJ, like, even through all, like, because he's seen her, like, get, like, tossed around by bigger people, but just stay in there for, like, hours, and, like, he just loves that. Um, I'm trying, who, do, who, does, who does TJ, this is a fun question of, like, who does TJ hate? Maybe we need to interview TJ. He'd never answer. No, he would never. <laughs> he would just say quitters. <laughs> Let's talk about, oh, two other people went to this elimination, which were uh, Olivia and James, and uh, sorry, folks, you, we just don't care. Um, I love, though, the, the parallel of Olivia's confessionals talking about how, like, she, it's her, like, she's, very emotional about having to go against Nerese. And then you see Nerese being like, I want to beat them. Last time this sucked being here, but I want to send both their asses home and no one is getting in my way. Like, It's the Nerese show from here on out. Let's just talk about some of the, yeah, hell yeah. It is the Nerese show. We're all bored. Um, but let's talk some of the ridiculousness of just Olivia and James actually real quick. Where I will say James was, he came in second in the daily challenge, uh, very close to winning. And if he wins, then maybe we get the all girl final, which is, I can't believe there's a world where I'm cheering for James to win a daily challenge. Uh, he loses though. And now he's talking about, oh, my back's been against the wall this entire game. Brother, you went into that early elimination and you haven't really been close to going again since. Like you've, You've been coasting. You've been throwing people off the wall with Mariah. You you you've been in a good spot for most of this game. He won an elimination where he also lost because he looked like such a loser. Um, and yeah, he hasn't had to do anything other than just listen to Mariah and be her lapdog this whole season. Uh this person he has like this persecution complex because he's simply not like in the in group but you're benefiting from this group he's he is just as much of a victim thing going on as burnout in this moment because like (laughs) nobody was coming for you they saw you in that elimination and then we're going to use you as just basically like, oh, well, we don't want to pick each other off yet, so we're going to use you as the guy that we throw in. But then Mariah was yapping for you, so, like, that kept you safe. So you're still here. Congratulations. 
you really persevered. And then on the other side, it's just the all-time bonehead move of last week with Olivia, where she had not been in elimination or nominated for elimination all season. Uh, she makes that move, betrays her friends, and then next week, already back in. Got nothing to show for it. So it was really worth it. Like, the fact that she didn't even, like, fight for herself. I know she was trying to, like, keep Nari safe in some way, but, like, the fact that she didn't say, I did that all for you guys last week, so where's where's the thank you in return? I had to deal with a lot of shit because of that. Honestly, and I think it would have been cooler for Narice to send the boring couple packing at the end of all this. <laughs> they're long overdue. That they, They're just, they, they've overstayed their welcome. Um, we get to the elimination, though. It is the same thing we've been seeing. Three puzzles, mini final type thing. Uh, James gets the first flag on the easiest puzzle of them all. Where it's not even a puzzle. It's just you look through a little glass and then you arrange it in an order, uh, like on-off yeah. switches. The yeah, actual puzzles. Two options. <laughs> yeah, and then it, these were actually, you could tell uh, Olivia and James were competing in these eliminations with how much easier uh, they made the courses and the puzzles for them. Um, compared to Horacio and Kylan. And even then, James gets that first flag, Norris catches up real fast, and then Norris smokes them all, wins 3-1-0 in, I think, one of the most dominant elimination performances we've seen in a while. Like, like she demolished them. I've always said that slide puzzles would be my downfall if I were to go on Survivor, but a five-piece slide puzzle, I think most people should be able to figure out, and Nerys does very quickly. I love that she says she's in a flow state, and she's just so locked in, because you can see it. She's not frazzled at all. She's just completely focused on herself, and we get another cool music moment where as she has her third flag, they start playing a song. I think it was called Unleash the Beast, and I was just like, there she is. <laughs> Narice is so impressive. And I am so happy that we have someone with even a splash of personality left in this house. Um, but this is her, like, hero arc right now. This is, I think, when was the last time we had a season where, like, it seemed like everyone was behind one person, rooting for one person. On the MTV show? Like, CT and Wes. That came to yeah. mind. I mean, like, yeah, I would say that. Uh, were you were you behind Car on Bloodlines? No. Okay, okay. I was rooting, I was rooting for Jenna and Brianna. <laughs> hey, that... I heard they closed the bakery. If they win that final, maybe that bakery is still open. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm... Because I, I, any other final, there's at least, like, a selection of people that a lot of people like. Like, in Double Agents, you have Leroy and Nani. You have CT on a team. You have Cam and Corey. Like, those are people all different people can get behind. But, like, I feel like this is going to be a singular challenge community going to race. 
Yeah, and uh, USA just had Chris Underwood, who was like, I think everyone was kind of behind Chris, but I, it's it's not even close to how everyone just feels behind Nerese. It's, it's not like people, I mean, Nerese is a star. We, we talk about it. We talked about it for 40 minutes, basically, at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she comes back, and I mean, like, Olivia, James, they're gone. Bye, see you later. I will say, I do like that they exist, so I can build up Nerese's legacy in that, Ten- technically speaking, Nerese was 3-0 in eliminations, and James has just come off one elimination win. So I had that set last week where uh, Nerese has beat people who had won 10 eliminations in a row. Well, now she's beating people who won 14 consecutive eliminations. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for being part of the little tower that is, like, Nerese's uh, castle. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, when Nerese comes back to the house... Uh, the only person who gives her a hug is Corey. Uh, Mariah asks, uh, is it just you? Is it just you? <laughs> and Reese like, is yep. like, yep. Just me. Yep, they weren't even close. <laughs> and then I think someone, did someone try to, oh no, that was last week. Someone tried to say, you don't know. And she's like, no, I know. But I love, I love the energy she came back with. This is when Emmanuel gets all pissed because... He's just like, yeah, you tried to get rid of me, and it's not working. So, hope everyone sleeps well. I'm, I'm still here, and I'm not going anywhere. And they have nothing to say. They're all just mute. Yeah, they're just sad because they, they don't have storyline. They don't have anything to talk about. Their storyline is that they live in Narice's world. How, what's it like being on a show with Narice? That's, that's literally your storyline at this point. She's our natural-born killer with her third like musical moment i'm sorry like it's so cool when it's like when people make fan edits but instead it's mtv making a fan edit of narice there's just some editor producer like oh this is about to go crazy this is about to go crazy yeah they had all their like hype song playlists lined up and they're like who are we going to give this song to narice 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 They go to, like, their little club. Obviously, like, Nerese is looking amazing. It, as you mentioned, the song. Um, it's it's time for the final. And TJ's about to drop the news on them. That's what's happening next week. Uh, we're going to rank real quick to end this podcast. Who's the most deserving to least deserving of these finalists? Obviously, most deserving, Nerese, at one. Uh, at two, I'm going to say Jay, just because yeah. he has controlled such a big part of this game. It's like, do we not like him? Yeah, but he's going to a final without Kylan Horacio and recent, uh, without Kylan Horacio and Ed. Good for him, man. Good for him. He has a pretty good shot at winning. Yeah. After that, it gets real tough, though. Uh, I can you have a five-way tie for seventh place? Um, <sighs> Also, seven people is a weird number of people to be in the final. I feel like something's going to happen with that in the course of the final. But I'm, I'm uh, gonna, after, it might be easier to go to seven. Who, who's okay. who's the least? Colleen. Yeah, I got Colleen too at seven, and then yeah. I have Emmanuel at six. He hasn't done anything at all. I mean, I think deserving and potential success 
story in the final are two different things, but I don't think he deserves to be there. Oh. I think he will do well there. Oh, Zoe, let me spoil something for you. Like, like not like in the show, but I got a blog coming. I'm gonna do the top ten most undeserving like finalist blogs, and one of the one of the people on there, one of the I got Hunter and Ashley on Final Reckoning because I don't think they deserve to be in that final compared to the like the two Lavender Lady teams that did not make the final. Um. Because they didn't win any challenges, they didn't win any eliminations. They played a bad social game. They played a bad political game, but they had their their friends just carry them and take take shots from them. That was um, so you could win a season and, and not be the most deserving finalist. Like that's you know. Uh, yeah. Next up, uh, <clears throat> Mariah. Yeah, Berna. Mariah Corey, I don't know. Fuck it. Who gives a shit at this point? Honestly, Bernard, Mariah Corey, Emmanuel, three to six, and then Colleen at seven. Colleen is just firmly seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just, it's so hard to like even pick them apart because I don't remember anything they did other like. Bernard's not yeah. winning. Bernard, Bernard's not winning this season because she can't like no, she can't do math. She can't read. She can't do a puzzle really. So Burr is not winning this season. Uh, we saw Colleen's cardio earlier. She's not winning. We see Mariah when it comes to anything that involves problem solving. She's not winning. So that's three people off the board. Um, I think Mariah's a huge head case, too. Like, I don't think that she can stay calm in any sort of press, pressure situation. Yeah. Um, I think Corey has a shot. I don't, I don't think – obviously, you're very, like – you, you've thought Corey's kind of will lay up the whole time. I, I think he's better than you give him credit for. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it. I could see him coming in fourth. I Well, not, not even that, but it's like if with how janky finals can – oh, yeah, yeah, I obviously he can come fourth. But like with how janky finals can be sometimes, um, I think he has like a 2% shot at winning. I think he has like an actual shot at winning. Like it's not going to happen most likely, but I think he has – a shot like there's just no world i can see where berna wins this season there's no world where i can see colleen winning this season i can see Corey winning um i bet on him to be fourth or fifth though um yeah so really we got three people we got emmanuel nurice nurice and jay um yeah god one of these stories is the only one that's acceptable jay would get like a true villain arc like really if he like came through and then won that completes the villain season although i think him being really inactive on social media makes me really think he didn't um i think it also i think his edit yeah his edit sure but like don't you think he could grin and bear it if yeah he he knew he came out on top and just he could roll with the punches no i I, yeah I, I just mean like MTV would be editing him differently right now if he if he won the season. I think they would be showing oh, yeah. him in a much more favorable actual envelope light rather than what we're getting right now. Fair, fair. Um, but that also is just him, so it's hard to edit away shitty. Yeah, Camilla did win Dirty Thirty, though they did edit her out of the reunion winning Dirty Thirty. Yeah. Exactly. To be in with Camilla. 
<laughs> Any last thoughts? Go on a race. Go on a race. Long live the race. Everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to be dropping a, we just dropped a, a full interview with Kylan this week on the channel. Go listen to that. It was a lot of fun. He gave his opinions on so many cast members. There's honestly, like, what's so crazy is that interview went for almost two hours, and yet there's still so much we could have asked him more. Um, but it was still such a fun time, and, like, we, we honestly might do another one at some point because it was just, like, it was a delight talking to him. Uh, there's going to be an interview dropping this week with uh, Michelle and Reese, probably, not Michelle and Reese, Michelle and Olivia, probably tomorrow. Uh, we do hope to have Reese on the channel at some point. Uh, look, that's... I just want to say that's just me um, hoping it'll happen. I have not reached out to her. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm putting it into my dream journal. Um, <laughs> you want yeah. to be bold. Uh, we have some other cast members on here too. Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, um, here on here on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Have a great weekend.